everyone, Vivi here, and welcome to season one, episode 10 of my podcast, In the Works. This is a space dedicated to intentional community and soulful connection so that you can feel supported and accepted while in the works of life. You know, and I know, that life has its ebbs and flows, but together we can spread positivity and create feasible change. New listeners and old listeners, thank you so much for being here. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm going to make the assumption that you're familiar with social media to some extent. It's crazy to think that kids nowadays don't know a life without this world of social media. Like everything else, social media has its pros and cons, whether you're a consumer or creator of social content. To preface this episode, I want to start with defining what social media is. In technical terms, social media is digital technology that facilitates interactions. Users share forms of multimedia through these networks and digital communities. AKA, we can create and share content, personal or professional, with our friends, family, and more. At first glance, social media sounds great. Social media is a means of connecting people and also a great form of entertainment and education. This is partly why I had the desire to start this podcast. I'm able to express myself in a new creative way, and it's scary, it's personal, but also really, really exciting. That said, there are the negatives. I've shared this in past episodes, but I limit my use of social media mainly because it feeds my need to compare my life to others. It ultimately just makes me feel shitty, (laughs) to be frank. It makes me doubt myself, my decisions, and most of the time makes me feel inferior in some way, shape, or form. When I overconsume and overuse, I feel less than. Social media is an amazing tool for learning and growth, but it can also foster this toxic environment where we are bound to compare someone else's highlight reel to our lives behind the scenes. Today, I am joined by two of my close friends, Nicole and Natalie Ludwig. They are social media consumers turned creators and are the perfect people to speak to the good, the bad, and the ugly of social media. They are content beasts in the food space, but they are also some of the most kindest, most down-to-earth people I've had the pleasure of getting to know. Let's bring these peeps to the mic. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being sweet thank you yeah thank you for having us on this we are so excited yes thank you for having us we're so excited to be here (laughs) of course before we get into some of the questions that i have prepped i'd love if you guys do a little introduction an elevator pitch if you will who are you what do you do what type of social media content do you make nat do you want to start us off 
Yeah, I can. Hi, guys. My name is Natalie Ludwig, and I am a content creator on TikTok and Instagram. Currently, I'm a business marketing student at California State University, San Marcos, and I am getting a, my degree in marketing with a focus in social media marketing, which is really exciting. And I am a foodie content creator. I love all things food, and I am kind of branching out and trying just to do other things and try different forms of content right now. And my name is Nicole Ludwig. I'm Natalie's twin sister, 22 years old. I also went to Cal State San Marcos, except I graduated in the fall of last year, so end of 2022. And my degree was media studies. It's like a branch of communication. Ever since I graduated, I've been doing random stuff. Like I also took classes at a other school called School of Motion for design work, because ultimately that's kind of what I want to do. So I love videography, photography. But I also make a food content on TikTok and Instagram, and I just love it. I also do, like, fit checks for the gym and stuff. But, yeah, it's a little bit about me. Those were great introductions. I guess it's time to get into some questions. All righty. So what made you both start posting on social media? I guess I could start with that one, Natalie. Yeah. So me and Natalie have always been foodies and like literally our entire lives, we went out and tried food and we moved to California in January of 2021. And I was started posting on TikTok random stuff just to try and see like what would happen. And then a couple months into, I would say like February, my friend, I would send my friend videos, well, my sister's friend videos of me trying like donuts and stuff. So she was like, why don't you post your reviews on TikTok? So I took her seriously because I wanted to do that, obviously, since I was posting. And then um, we started posting consistently and we kind of popped off with crumble reviews. We were one of the first people ever to do a crumble review. We did it for months on end and that's really where we grew, but then we kind of drifted from that content and started doing other food content because that's ultimately what we love. So we both kind of started doing it because of each other. We feed off of each other because of that. Yeah, I completely agree. How but have you guys created a healthy relationship with social media? I think that's like a hard thing to answer because it comes in waves. I feel like it depends because sometimes you're consuming more than others. You get like some more negative comments than others some days. And so it's kind of a balancing act. You kind of have to know when to turn the phone off and when to take a step back and really like just look at your content and be like, am I doing this? Like, why are you doing it? Kind of like a thing where for me, it's it's more of like a thing that brings me joy rather than like a career like of course I would love to do it as a full like full-time career but I just love to do it in general and so I think just like maybe taking a step back and just kind of evaluating your content and your life on social media I, I think taking a step back is important because I've definitely got burnt out and just like continued to do it over the past two years it gets a lot especially when you're recording yourself eating three times a day for years straight so I've definitely the past couple months taken a step back just to improve my relationship with the platform again because for a while I felt like I was getting disconnected from it and I just like wasn't having fun. But then I just realized I needed a break and now I'm back and feeling better. Yeah, I think a break is always needed. And even though you guys aren't quote unquote like full-time creators, mm -hmm. it kind of is a full-time job. Yeah, 
It's I, a I think job. so too. Like yeah. a full-time job that you're not getting paid for because you're doing it for fun, which that's what I like about it is not doing it mm-hmm. full-time because I don't have to worry about the money aspect. I could just do it when I want to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's more fun that way. I agree. And I love like, inter- like my favorite thing about like the whole content creation is just meeting new people and just having so much fun with them. We were on the beach in Encinitas the other day and in, in two people came up to us saying like they saw us on TikTok and like it's the it's the best feeling and we went and played volleyball with them and their friends and like things like that that is so fun and just responding to comments is actually like you built this community and you have these most amazing people who are talking to you on a daily basis like we have a ton of people who comment like the same people who comment on our videos every single day or they'll go through and spam comment on all of our posts and it is so great to like just interact with them it's like they really truly do feel like your friends like i don't consider like my followers followers i consider them more like friends because that's the kind of like community i wanted to build and i just love people so that is really great about social media too yeah and have you ever felt like I know you guys said it comes in waves whether you're feeling social media like really happy being on it or the negative comments can get to you have you ever felt like you're chasing numbers or doing things just for social media how do you separate your value and your success from these numbers and benchmarks? I think for me at first, I was chasing the numbers, obviously, because I was new to it and it was so exciting. But I'd say after I start, like after I hit 100K, I definitely started doing it more for myself, like doing content that I enjoy rather than a lot of people like when we do fast food videos. And for a while, like I haven't been doing them because it's just not what I want to do. And obviously like the followers Mm -hmm. and like that, But at the end of the day, it's not what I want to do, like, all the time. So I'm going to take, like, a cut in gaining followers, which is fine to me because I have that balance now where I can do it for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I think there were points, I think, in the beginning where I would get, like, stressed out and, like, compare myself to other creators and be like, why why do they have more followers than I do like kind of like a thing but then you got to realize that you cannot compare yourself to any other creator on the app because you are your own unique person you have your own unique content and at the end of the day you I do we do this because we love it and it's not it's not because of the number it's not because of money it's not because of any of that and also like I really just wanted to use my platform to help others and like help people and like get help them get through their day and like maybe be like some sort of light for them to like kind of escape from their own problems in the world. So I think that is really uplifting and helps me not chase like a follower count or a number. Mm -hmm. And just like falling in love with the art itself and not so much about the number. Yeah, I mean, just getting excited to create content or go so, like go out to dinner and be like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to film. Like Nicole and I went to North Italia the other day and we were, we literally, we both know that we just take a minute to take a picture of the food, take our content, do all that. And we, we do that because we love it, not because we feel like we have to do it, you know? Well, and yeah. I find it more exciting, especially when there's like a new item, like pumpkin out, mm-hmm. like that is so fun to make. And like pumpkin at cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory, that's like the best video to make. Yeah, things like that are fun. Yeah, for sure. 
As people in our 20s, a lot of us are figuring out our careers. And with that comes the question of, do I pursue something that I'm truly and deeply passionate about? And this could be a hobby that we want to turn into a career, like social media. Or we may ask ourselves, should I keep that special thing for me? Will it lose its spark once it's my job and it's tied to status, money, or fame? What is your guys' perspective on that? Um, Say for me personally, I don't want to do TikTok full-time because I think it would lose its spark and I wouldn't enjoy it as much because I would be chasing the money at that point, whereas I like to do it for fun. And for the future, my career, I want something to do in social media or like videography, photography, but I know for sure I don't want to do TikTok or Instagram full-time. It would always be a side gig for me. Well, to answer the first part of your question too, like when it comes to people like exploring hobbies and like getting into new things in their 20s, I think that really just like taking time for yourself and thinking about what you really love and what you really want to do and even any of your passions, I think that pursuing something that makes you happy is so key because a lot of people say like, you don't have to be happy with your job. Like you don't have to be like, you're supposed to use your job to support the life that you want. But for me, I think that, I want to be happy with what I do. Like, I want to be happy with my career. I want to be happy. Of course, like, that'll take time. And you it takes a lot of time to figure out what you want to do and what you love. And so I think that everybody should go and chase their passion. I think trying new things is what you should be doing in your 20s. You should just keep trying new things, even though it might scare you or you might think it might not work. Just keep doing it. But when it comes to TikTok for me... I feel like I would do it as a career. I think I would still have fun. I think I would still do that. I mean, I I do content creation and like help um, a brand with their stuff as well right now. And it's a lot of fun for me. And I think like maybe even like it uh, kind of pushed me into the realm of like event coordinating and event planning. And I think that was has been a lot of fun. So I think that's something that'd be exciting to pursue. Awesome. I love that you guys went into your future plans. Love that. A lot of us in our 20s don't actually know what we want, and there's nothing wrong with that. But since you guys do have this sense of direction, it is your responsibility and your duty to pursue it and give it your best shot, whatever it is. But I think some people do struggle with that debate of do I pursue my passion or do I pursue a stable job? Because sometimes what they're passionate about isn't necessarily how they can best serve the world, if that makes sense. Yeah. Sometimes their passions aren't something that maybe they're super strong at. That may sound kind Mm -hmm. of harsh, but it's true, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I wanted to add, there's that stigma in society, like right after you get a college, you have to start like a nine to five right away. But I feel like our generation is starting to realize that you can make a living without working a nine to five and we're trying to enjoy life more while working and I feel like that's why it is important to do something that you're passionate about because it's a good balance and yeah I just I don't like that stigma that we have to work nine to fives because we can all do something different and live our lives to the fullest. Nicole and I go hand in hand with that that we don't want to live to work like like I feel like that was like the old kind of like view of it that you you live to work and like your career is your life but I don't think that's the case anymore because you're allowed to do whatever you want you're allowed to decide that hey, like, I just started this job. I really don't like it. 
I don't want to do it anymore. You're allowed to do that. And that's okay. And you don't have to feel bad for not knowing what you want or not knowing what you want to do. Because even people in their 30s, 40s, nobody knows what they want to do. Every That's like the beauty of life. And not knowing what you want to do is so great for you and great for your like mental health like in the long run, just because you get to try new things, you get to do new experiences, even though they're scary. Yeah, and we're ever-changing human beings. If I knew exactly what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, but We're so young, and I think that, yes, we have our interests that we know we want to do, but it's not so much about achieving your goals. It's about moving in the direction that fuels you and makes you happy, like you said. Oh, yeah, completely agree. And something that my dad has always told me is you have to work harder on yourself than you do at your job. And yeah. for someone that is an achiever by nature, that was something that was really confusing for me to hear. And my dad is one of the most hardworking people that I've ever met. He works hard at his job. He provides for my family. And even though I was like, what do you mean? Like, you need to work hard at your job to give me and our family this amazing life that you've given us. He's like, if I'm not pouring into my cup, I can't pour into you. I can't pour into your mom. I can't pour into your brother. And that's something that I really keep top of mind in my life. I agree. Yeah, it's actually really sweet. I love that. <laughs> sweet berry. <laughs> okay, so what is your favorite part of content creation? And what is your least favorite part? Favorite part to you? Go ahead, Coco. My favorite part about content creation is meeting people. You can meet people from all over. I mean, we've met so many of our other friends that we make content with. Like, we just met our friend Vicky in New York. We've met our other friends in like San Diego, Chicago. There's so many different places and it's really fun to be able to connect because we all have such different lives yet we kind of all come together and bond about one thing. And not only my TikTok friends, but when people do come up to us, it's really nice to be able to like yeah. talk to them and get to know them because they know us from online. But I really do like to talk with, I call them talk with friends and just get to know them too. But also, we would have never met Vivi if it wasn't for social media. Never. We would have never, we wouldn't have even been friends or been doing this podcast right now. I don't want to go off topic, guys, but we met Vivi because she worked at a coffee shop and she was on the social media team and she had asked us to come in and we, we didn't even know who was on the other end, but we literally clicked with Vivi right away. Like we mm -hmm. sat down, talked to her for so long, and then we just kept hanging out after that. We love getting food together. We've just gotten so close, literally just from meeting each other on social media, and it's been the best. Um, I think kind of the same thing. I think like my favorite part about social media is just like being able to use your platform to help other people. I think that's like my favorite ever, like getting a direct message of somebody saying that like my videos have helped them in some way is the most beautiful thing ever. I think it's so incredible and or just even like these people live halfway across the world and you're having just a conversation about them about what they did for their day. Like that's, that's so incredible. Like you get to be an outlet for somebody to talk to. If somebody like, I want to be somebody's friend if they feel like they don't have any friends in the world. You know what I mean? I think that is just my favorite thing. I love talking to people and getting to know people and just helping them in that way. Yeah. And 
my least favorite thing, and whether you're an influencer or content creator or not, I'm sure many people can agree the negativity. Not necessarily even hate comments because I don't really get bothered by them, but more so just that people want to see you fail online. And I don't understand the negativity around that or why somebody would want to see somebody else fail. Like it's much more exciting and brings me joy to see other people succeed. So I don't understand why. That happens, but that's definitely, like, my least favorite part. Along with that, though, like, there's a there's an army of people, like, by your side. Like, not just your followers, but, like, other creators. There's a lot of them who are willing to stand up and, like, help each other and are so excited for each other's success. Like, whenever our friends, like, like Vicky or, like, other, like, creators get a brand deal or something, like, we are always all on there commenting, liking, sharing, because, like, that's what you do for your community, and I think that's a really good thing when it, that can come from TikTok is, like, the community that you build, and I just, I really like that, but kind of going along the lines of Nicole, what Nicole said, too, with the negativity, I think, not so much me anymore of the negativity, like people that say negative stuff to me, it doesn't really affect me as much anymore because I've learned to deal with it because it's been so prevalent over the years of people like name calling, shaming, all these things. Like it, you, you kind of become numb to it at some point where it doesn't really affect you. But if somebody comments it on my post, I just don't want it to affect negatively on my followers and make them feel a certain way or make them feel bad about themselves and so that's like the one thing because like I will defend them to the nail like I will <laughs> I will not let them see that or like let somebody talk to like them that kind of a way if that makes sense yeah for sure and I've definitely asked you guys this question just like on a personal level when we've just been hanging out and I think you guys are so mature I know we're only one year apart, but I feel that you guys have been so mature through this whole journey, and I'm just so excited to see the content that you continue to make and how you proceed to help people all around the world. I'm reminded every day that relationships don't have this proximic boundary, mm -hmm. and even when Nicole moved I'm like, oh, like I still keep in touch with her. I still keep tabs with her. And when she's back in San Diego with us, it's like, oh, this is awesome. We get to hang out together again. So yeah, you guys have been really great with building just wholesome, genuine relationships with me and also your followers for sure. We have a friend, Haley, who lives right by us. We met her on social media and I'll just like drop goodies off at her house or we met our friend Jade, who lives in London, all the way across the world. And we don't talk, like, just like you and Nicole, like, we don't talk every day. But when we do, it's like, hey, like, like it's like we never stop being best friends, you know? Mm -hmm. I'd also like to add, like, you were saying, like, the mature part. I definitely, in the beginning, was immature, to be real. And it was, it's definitely been a learning experience throughout the past two years. Because being, starting on it, yeah. from, like, I'm a normal person, so all the hate and stuff really got to me in the beginning. But I've just learned it. Honestly, I think being online has helped me mature way more than it would have if I wasn't on it, just from all the experiences. Oh, absolutely. Like, there were times when I came crying into Nicole's room over something somebody said, or she came into my room over something somebody said. But then over time, like, that fades away. I completely agree with Nicole because I feel more emotionally mature than I was at the beginning of when I started TikTok. I think that 
it has really improved and like helped us get through a lot of things. Yeah. Do you think that there is a stigma towards content creators that you agree with or disagree with? That's a good question. I think the stigma like for influencers and content creators is that we're all stuck up and all we care about is like the views and fame, but that is not the case at all because I genuinely just love doing it. And personally, I don't feel that I am stuck up about it because I am still a normal person. Like I don't see myself as any more, what's the word? Any, um, you don't see yourself as better than somebody. I don't see myself as better than anyone who doesn't have any followers. I, everyone's equal. We all should treat each other the same. So I don't agree with that Mm -hmm. stigma, but big for myself. I completely agree. I think that I think that no matter how many followers we get, no matter how many like brand deals, how many anything, like it doesn't make you better than another person. It doesn't. And at the end of the day, we're just normal people who like just care about other people and we don't we don't literally feed into that stigma for us personally. But of course, like that's just us and we can't really speak for other people. Yeah, for sure. This is some tea. A tea question, but have you ever mm-hmm. had a rude encounter with another influencer? And obviously, you don't need to get into specifics. Me, not rude, but where like their what, their presence online didn't match up to how they were in person. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like you have, like, I have conversed with so many different content creators online and in person, and I would say I've never had anybody be rude to me, but. Yeah, there's been people that aren't the same as they are online. Is that so- Yeah, it just didn't match up. Like, I would mm-hmm. say, like, people sometimes try to be more bubbly than they are in person. And sometimes that, like, there's a little bit of a disconnect between the two. And that's, mm-hmm. like, really the only thing I've experienced. Like, I would even say for myself, I am probably more bubbly outside of TikTok. But that's just because when I'm in my videos, it's not that I'm being different. I'm just... It's, I'm in a different setting. Like, I'm making a food video. I'm not, like, with my friends, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Vivi can attest to this. I mean, she's seen us both online and in person, so it'd be interesting to hear, like, your opinion on it as well. Oh, yeah. I think you guys are basically the same online and offline. I don't think you guys are <laughs> ingenuine or anything, because then I wouldn't be friends with you guys. Um, but... <laughs> I do think that you have to pick and choose what you do portray online, right? So Mm -hmm. obviously you're not going to be pulling out the camera every time you're sad about something. And maybe you do sometimes, but you won't do it every single day because that's not the type of content and personality that you want to share with your followers. You're there for inspiration and to make people happy all around the world. So yeah, definitely not in genuine. It's just one part is highlighted on your socials. I would love to share the lows too. Like Natalie recently posted a video sharing one of her lows, which I think was nice because her followers can see like she's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But at the end of the day, we do show a lot of highlights. Yeah, but also like, because you have to pick and choose what you want to share about your life and what you want to keep private on social media. And when you do make something like 
public and then it goes a different direction than you thought it was going to, you kind of do have to take a step back and be like, okay, I need to share how I'm feeling about this topic with my followers because they know about it. You know what I mean? Like if you've, if you have brought them into that aspect of your life, I think you do owe it to a certain extent to your followers to kind of give them a slight explanation or like really show them how you're truly feeling about something. Yeah. Do you ever feel the pressure to share more than you want to? Me personally, no. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much an open book. Like I'm, I don't really have too many, too many like secrets. Nine so times, nine times out of ten, if the question isn't too personal and somebody DMs me, I will answer it. Like I am pretty yeah. open. I've never felt like pressured to have to explain anything because at the end of the day, it is my life and. I know what's better for me to share and what's better for my mental health. So I try and keep that in mind. I mean, we could just say it like me breaking up with Pedro. Like there's certain things that I don't want to share about it. Just like out of like maybe like respect for him. You know what I mean? Respect for other people in your lives to like not share certain things just only because to keep their feelings private. And me and Natalie had a conversation about this. I did feel like our followers deserve to know that they weren't together anymore because he was such Mm -hmm. a big part of her TikTok and he posts too. But they don't necessarily need to know the details. They just deserve to know that they're not together anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a healthy boundary to make between you and your followers or friends. I'd probably do the same thing if I was in your shoes. Yeah. And also like it gives me a new outlet for like content exploration. So like I wanna start a series where I go on solo dates and like like I love that. And like kinda like doing things like that and showing people that like you can go out to a restaurant by yourself. You don't need to have a significant other to like make you feel a certain way. So I think I wanna do something like that and like it it kinda opens you up to more. Totally. Yeah. If you were to just restart your social media journey what would you change would you want to shift your content at all like would you still want to stick with food how would that look personally i wouldn't honestly i would never think about changing it because i love what i do now like the food and everything i wouldn't change it i really wouldn't yeah i don't think i would start over because social media is boundless like you can you can start as many channels as you want you can do as many things as you want and you you are so limitless to starting anything that you want to so i don't think i would i regret or want to change anything i think that i would just do it like i think i would just go and do it if i wanted to do something like on my page if i want to go like make an outfit check for school i'm gonna do it you know yeah i love that i think you would do a more, I guess, like well-rounded type of content instead of having one yeah. niche type of focus. Yeah. So we're always going to be foodies, always through and through. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one of your favorite brands that you have worked with and why? Ooh, one of my, f- okay, my favorite to work with used to be Last Crumb. Because we were really good friends with the social media person. So we ended up just solely from working with them. We ended up creating a connection and like meeting him in person and stuff. So I would say Last Crumb. 
But there's so many other brands that I do love talking to. Oh, a lot of them are really kind. Like, they're such just great people to, like, work with and just really nice. I really like working with Something Sweet. They're they're just, like, a family-owned cookie company. They are the nicest people I, like, have ever come in contact with. They're just so, so wholesome and so kind. And so I think I really like working with them right now. Love that. I definitely need to check those companies out. Let's take a moment to just manifest. Um, what is a dream brand that you want to partner with this year? Ooh. Or if it doesn't happen this year, soon? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, to be raw and real, I've had so many dream brands that I ended up working with. So yeah. like my dreams just keep getting bigger and bigger. Like, I would love to work with like Hyatt, a hotel like Hilton, or yeah. even like Disney World. Like, there's so many like brands, that's a good one. There's so many brands out there that I dream of working with that I feel like it's too <laughs> far of a reach. But I also thought the ones I've worked with already are too far of a reach. So it makes me feel like yeah. it is possible. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. I know we're- but like I would love 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 to work with like Aerie or Princess Polly like all those kind of brands like that's that'd be like a dream collaboration for me or just like to work with them or even like an energy drink company like like Rain like I would love to work with them because I drink their stuff like every single day or I don't know but there there's a ton of different ones so like if I got a scent or a sponsorship with like Elfleet or Gymshark that oh but amazing. that would be the end of it that's yeah. it we, we made it <laughs> y'all it's happening it's gonna happen <laughs> they are boss ass bees and i know that the these brands will reach out to you one day so don't even worry before i close this out is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with anything that you feel we didn't cover today I was just going to say, like, we could talk about this forever. So maybe we'll have to do a podcast part two because we could go on and on and on and talk about this. And also, I'd love to hear whoever's watching this. If there, you guys have any specific questions for a part two of anything that we didn't cover, what you guys want to know, because we do want to be honest and real with you guys. So we're not afraid to take on any questions. So if you guys have any questions, leave it below. Thank you, everyone, for being here. And thank you, Nicole and Natalie, for being here and sharing your thoughts and experiences with us. Social media is so relevant right now and surely going to stay relevant for the years to come. I learned a lot and it honestly just felt like we were hanging out. So I'm glad I have it documented. I can listen to it again and I'm also able to share it with the In The Works listeners. Do y'all want to share your socials really quick where people can find you and your content? You guys can find me at Eats by Nat on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, but you can find Nicole at Nicole.Ludwig <laughs> on TikTok and then Nicole Ludwig on Instagram. Perf, we lost Nicole for a sec, but that's all right. And to all who are listening, I'd love if you join the podcast community, follow the Instagram and TikTok at intheworks underscore pod. And of course, follow the twins on all their socials. My DMs are always open, so 
Please let me know what topics you want to hear about because my hope is to provide you with helpful content while in the midst of navigating your 20s. Thank you for being here, and I can't wait to hang out with you again very soon. Thank you.